1: Hello and welcome to it's all kicking off another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Ewan Patterson, and Andy Murray. And if you oh. haven't done so already, make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and subscribe to What Culture Football on the iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But gents, we are here today to discuss the possibility of the Reds finally mm. winning the league.
2: It's been a long, long time coming, and you know. Decades and decades have passed without a proper league title, and last night's performance was very encouraging, you know, sneaky little 2-1 win, I know it's only the first qualifying stage for the Europa League, and it was a little team from Finland, but Niall McGinn looked like the all-conquering player he can be on his day, John Gallagher came in and did a tremendous job, Ryan Hedges, another solid summer signing, Sam Cosgrove doing uh, doing his job up front. And I really think that with Celtic weakened by the full-time appointment of Neil Lennon, Aberdeen, when Craig Bryson gets fit, can definitely win the Premier League.
1: Andy, we're, we're talking about Liverpool winning the, the Premier League. Oh! The English Premier League. Mm.
2: Why, why are we talking about that?
1: Well, they ran them pretty close last year. Yeah. Uh, yes, we are here to discuss that whether or not Liverpool <laughs> will win the Premier League next season. Now, mm. it wasn't exactly a bad season last year. They oh. won the Champions League of course and they they got this incredible points total that was only just bettered by Manchester City. But you and mm-hmm. the resident what culture Liverpool fan how are you feeling about next season?
3: Uh, kind of content. I think winning the Champions League was an absolutely amazing achievement last season. Like, I honestly just buzzing. Still like just completely happy over the summer. And the first time in a while, I've not been stressing about what's happening during the summer. Like we've been linked to people and like just taking it easy. I think we've got an amazing squad. I think people just need to calm down and just see where it goes. The only thing that's slightly just, you know, demoralizing is that City are probably going to spend another, what, 500 million, billion dollars <laughs> on yeah. different players. they already signed, what, Rodri from Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, again, it's one of those things I just want to, I'm quite content with see how it goes. I'm desperate to win the league, obviously, but
1: getting that first trophy is like a huge relief and a huge achievement for Liverpool last year
2: oh absolutely like Liverpool did nothing wrong in the league last season either they just weren't as good they were one point worse or two points whatever it was or than... a few, a
1: few millimetres according to
3: yeah <laughs> than I always the... have the, the, those last two minutes during the last game of the season yeah. where <laughs> I thought everything was going right <laughs> so basically
2: they were a couple of millimetres mm. worse than the best team in Premier League history mm. so there's not really a lot more they could have done obviously be better is a <laughs> catch-all uh Thing for this, but no, like uh, Liverpool fans must have been overjoyed with everything that went down last season. Apart from you know not winning, we'll all have that moment at St
1: James's Park when Newcastle <sighs> beat Man City, and we all thought we were there, baby. Is, is it going to happen? Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about the squad, mm-hmm. not rather than uh, people they are looking at just yet. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the current squad and. It's kind of an obvious question, but who for you are the real key players for Liverpool? Andrew Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, what, combined 20-odd assists between 23? them. 23, I yeah, wrote that down. There we go. Research. Andy Murray does his research. Yeah, they're just amazing. The fullbacks are integral to how we play, and Robertson in particular was just incredible. It just doesn't stop. And I think, you know, they're going to be, unless people switch out the way we're playing again, you know, I think they'll be integral to this mm-hmm. next season. The thing that was interesting to me and I'm curious about is that between... Over the course of the season, we went from four three three to four two three one. I'm curious to see if Klopp goes back to playing Salah as the nine and Firmino as the ten again, because at times, even though it got results, we looked a bit creatively stifled. And I'm curious to see if that. If any business will be done over the summer to mm. maybe move to that shape, because I think the inkling is he prefers, he feels more comfortable with that rather than the
1: four-three-three. Now, obviously, uh, the plaudits were given to, uh, like you mentioned there, the, the fullbacks Marne, Firmino, and of course Salah. But one other person who mm. really, really deserved credit, and arguably was the the catalyst for the success that Liverpool had last season, was of course the goalkeeper Allison.
2: Yeah, yeah, a huge upgrade on certainly what they had the previous <laughs> season. Um, looked like a bit of a mental lunatic towards the <laughs> beginning. A few hairy moments. They Most of them, you know, came off room and it was really good fun to watch. Calm down a little bit towards the end of the season from what I saw. A huge, huge upgrade. I mean, it's just really simple managing, really. Weak area, upgrade it with one of the best players in the world, solved, and it made a huge difference.
1: People often talk about this spine of a football team, but you look at that with Liverpool and obviously with Manchester City, but we're talking about Liverpool here, um, and you can just, I mean, you, you, there's the names that you just automatically write Dawson, on the screen. Van Dyke, Fabinho.
2: Yeah. We've got to talk you, about yeah. Van Dyke a little bit, haven't yeah. we? Because, like, I I think it lasted all the way to the season, but there was some point like a month before the end of the season where someone told me that he hadn't been beaten in any aspect, maybe like a couple of times in the air or whatever, Mm -hmm. but no one had dribbled past him, all this other stuff. That's a ridiculous statistic, particularly for someone playing in the Premier League. And let's not forget, of course, Virgil van Dijk, made in Scotland. You know, he wouldn't be half the player (laughs) he is today if he didn't have all those games against Adam Rooney, Connor Salmon, (laughs) other giants of the game. Scotland made him, Liverpool, I don't know, refined him.
1: <laughs> uh, so obviously this, this fantastic squad of players, mm-hmm. as we saw showcased last season. Uh, where do you think they need to strengthen, if anywhere?
3: Um, I think... First on the agenda is is cover at fullback. I think we definitely need. We you know Klein went out on load last season. And we were Gomez got injured uh, around about January, mm-hmm. which meant we were depending on on Trent and occasionally Milner was covering at, at right back yeah, as well. Yeah. You don't want Milner at, at, when he's gone up against pacey attackers in the Premier mm-hmm. League. You don't want 33 year old James Milner, even yeah. though he is amazing. Mm. You don't want him necessarily. So he
1: broke some pre like yeah. won the preseason. Oh the uh, lactate test. Lactate he's test, just the,
3: the fittest man alive. He's an animal. Um, but yeah, I think cover at fullback is definitely needed. We been linked with uh, a, that Junior Furpo guy from mm-hmm. Real Betis for a, quite a hefty fee I think it's like 40 million but apparently he can play across the wing as well um, so I think that's the other thing as well as a versatile attack we need cover along the front I mean we've got we had Shaqiri clock kind of fell out of favour with them towards the end of the season I don't I still believe that Shakiri can play a part to come but you know and Origi is just signed a new deal as mm. well but I do think you know that extra strength and depth is needed, which is ridiculous because we had you know we were dependent we had loads of people off the bench last season we've got Al- Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming back this year yeah. as well so you know the squad's in a very good place
1: yeah it's, it's surreal isn't it in this modern world of football where you know pre- previously if you had like I mean we saw what Origi could do off the bench we saw what Wijnaldum could do off the bench as you mentioned there you've got you've got Shaqiri you've got the Ox you know you've got all these different players That previously used to be enough, but now Man Mm -hmm. City basically have two players for every position at least. So where do you think they need to strengthen?
2: I've written a few things down. Left-back cover was certainly one of them, particularly Mm -hmm. with uh, Comedy Moreno leaving Mm -hmm. and so forth. it's really a depth issue for Liverpool, isn't it? Because none of the starters need replaced necessarily, apart from potentially one. Um, I'm of the opinion that Virgil van Dijk could play at the back with a parking cone and still <laughs> like, you know, the whole defence would yeah. still be brilliant. And while Joel Matip looked much improved last season, ironed a lot of the errors and so forth out, and Dejan Lovren is Dejan Lovren, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly do think they could use maybe another top quality centre-back to slot in there. Um, Maybe use someone a bit more of a bruiser than Van Dijk. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone who's a bit more old-fashioned. I think that would be a nice balance. They don't really need anyone because last season was very close to being a perfect season. Mm, Almost won the league, won the Champions League. But if you're going to upgrade one position in that eleven, it's probably centre back. Mm. Mm. I think that's a fair
3: assessment. A lot of people have been calling for Klopp to sign someone with a bit more experience and, and a, you know a more consistent injury record than because you know we all believe in the talent that Joe Gomez has, but he's had, mm-hmm. he's been blighted by injuries like mm-hmm. the past few seasons now, and you know even though he was really, those first few months of last season when he had a partnership with Van Dijk, he looked really impressive in some games, even outshadowed him like, in terms of how he was performing. But, you know, it's, I guess it's a case of, I think, I don't think we're going to get anyone this summer. I think Klopp is very happy with the assets that he has. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see the logic in, you know, strengthening in that position.
1: Football fans always want that glamorous summer signing mm-hmm. and p- p- perhaps more of a striking option. Is that a good idea, or do you think that could just sort of mess up the dynamic?
3: I don't think we need to. And I think if any business is going to be done this summer, it's going to be just cover and complementing and making sure that we have uh, not necessarily experience, but you know, more people are come in and do a job if need be. It's one of those things where I know people have been asking them, why aren't we signing, you know, Nicola Pepe from Lille or you know Marco Asensio from Real Madrid or stuff like that. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't, where would they play? Yeah. And it's one of those things where we, we have what we have, and I think. You know, there is a lot to be said about relying on the fact that no one gets injured. But, you know, it served as well last season.
1: <laughs> well, worst comes to worst, you can always get a Liverpool legend to come back, come out of retirement. Peter Crouch, you know. <laughs> could do his job. Does a job. Give it to Crouch to the end of the season. That, that, would, that would mix things up, wouldn't it? Yeah. You've, you've just taken on Salah, Mane and Firmino and then you see Crouchy warming
2: up. this Get John Barnes back, <laughs> do a bit of rapping. <laughs>
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash
0: weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Um, Now, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who are Liverpool's biggest challenges for the league?
2: Newcastle United. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's Man City, obviously, isn't it? And They've just signed Rodri for a small island nation's GDP. (laughs) Um, They've got some guy called Angelino in. I've never seen him played. But I imagine, you know, solid left-back cover, at least for when Mendy is absolutely (laughs) goosed, which is 75% of the season. (laughs) I mean, it's obviously Man City. They're just... Pep's system is very intense, and I do believe it kind of takes a toll after a few seasons, but I think... That they, mm, You could say they peaked last season. Of course, they were the greatest team in Premier League history, but I think they can keep it going.
1: Now, um, a lot of people said last season, I want, I, I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about who potentially else could challenge Liverpool, but a lot of people said last season that Liverpool won the thing that Man City wanted to win, and Man City won the thing that Liverpool wanted to win. <laughs> Do you think Man City may be slightly more distracted this coming season? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Pep's coming in, and won what he wants to win, and won it phenomenally on several occasions with Manchester City. But there's that one trophy yeah. he still wanted to get his hands on as Man City manager. It's,
3: it's interesting. It's like, you know, they, when they got the new owners, they kind of spoke of wanting to build a new football dynasty with Guardiola. And it. I guess, you know, they want to maintain that Premier League consistency because, mm. you know, it, it, it's an amazing thing to have to be able to build that history now. Um, the Champions League is definitely the big one that they want. And... I, I just I, it's one of those things where I think their squad's so big, they don't need to necessarily prioritise anything. Mm. Their biggest flaw last season was Fernandinho being injured, mm. and they've just gone and got Rodri, who can do a job in that position. So I think they have
1: more than enough capability to go and attack on both fronts. And at the end of the day, not to say, not to say anything mm-hmm. to put down uh, Tottenham, they were effectively a VAR decision away from remaining in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Aside from Man City, who we all know can challenge them, <laughs> Who else have you got your eye on as potential threats?
3: Uh, crikey. It's not not necessarily... I don't think anyone's going to be competing for the the title as apart from Liverpool and City next season. That's yeah. maybe an arrogant thing to say. I mm-hmm. just don't see any of the other top six are in a position to make that challenge. I think United are still a work in progress now, Manchester United. I think Chelsea... And That's a really interesting equation with, with Frank Lampard now. I think
2: it might be the most interesting yeah. team this season, actually. Yeah, Lampard they, you with know, no budget. No, no, yeah, yeah they can't sign
3: they've got anyway. to rely on youngsters as well, so they're in progress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arsenal, again, no Champions Arsenal League. Arsenal are Arsenal. Yeah. And Spurs are Spurs. And Spurs so. are Spurs. I think Spurs <laughs> are making some interesting business this season. They've already got uh, and Andombele from mm-hmm. Leon. He looks like a cracking player. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they're still probably going to get more players to come. Uh, it's uh, the thing that's curious to me. It feels like they're one sort of well, a couple of
1: steps. Yeah, away from you two. I still
3: think it's going to be a two-horse race next season. But curiously, I'm interested to see how we stumble against your Leicester's and your West Ham's mm-hmm. and the kind of the the movements there. I know we have every single summer you what to talk about West Ham and all the great business that they're doing. <laughs> um, but no, definitely Leicester in particular, I think, are a really interesting equation. You know, they've, they've got Perez and they've got Tielmans mm-hmm. now. It, it, you know, I, I think. Stumbling across them might be the biggest challenges this season because, you know, it was draws at Leicester and West Ham last season that really cost us the league, Mm. essentially. So, yeah, probably the biggest stumbling blocks are the people that
1: aren't going to be competing for the title,
3: which is a really weird thing to say, Yeah, but (laughs) I think that's probably going to be the
1: case. No, it's always intriguing to find out which clubs, you know, because from a... uh, just a fan's perspective as as just a fan of the Premier League generally, because my team will never play there. Um, It's interesting to see who those teams that you perceive as the bogey teams, you obviously think of the Liverpool Everton's or the Liverpool Man United's, but then you have these other ones that you are clearly far more worried about than maybe a more casual fan. Um, You mentioned there about uh, stumbles, let's say, against West Ham and Leicester. What do you think Liverpool need to do differently next season?
2: It's there's not really a whole lot. Like, how do you improve on what was effectively almost, if it wasn't for Man City, a perfect season? For me, the only really thing they need to do is beef out the squad a little bit. That's it. Um, you know, there's players like Adam Lilana and stuff that are floating around that are nice to have around, and Oxley Chamberlain as well, and he was coming back from injury and so forth. But they could certainly do with a few rotation Mm -hmm. upgrades. I think that's the key difference between high level success and not quite making that high level success tactically fine like i don't think the approach needs altered at all you can talk i've seen a bit of talk about bringing in a number 10 and Mm. like having a plan b but the plan a was pretty damn flawless last (laughs) season um i really it's such a hard question it really is because you want to pick it apart and so forth and you want to look at all these things they did wrong but there really aren't any like, you know, it was a phenomenal season. It's just disappointing that it panned out the way it did with City. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything
1: else you'd like to see him do differently?
3: No, I think, again, I'm interested to see how the formation changes over the course. I'm going to be surprised if we keep up our ruthlessness at set pieces, because I would never have said that about a yeah. Liverpool side. <laughs> ages ago. ever, oh, Liverpool, ruthless at set pieces. But we got so many goals from, mm. you know, free kicks and corners last season. I'm interested to see if we can make that consistent and also yeah mainly it is just like the formation side of things you know we kind of went back to the 4-3-3 after we you know it was easy enough to blitz teams back when we were first playing the clock, but now he's kind of a little bit more measured in his approach and that'll be interesting to see how that pans out um
1: any concern and we say this every year we yeah. say it with you know when players have a phenomenal first season but I'm going to generalize here with the entire team mm-hmm. any concern that Liverpool could be figured out this season
3: again that's what I was kind of addressing maybe you know so much of our creativity last season came from the fullbacks. I do wonder if maybe we're going to see teams maybe trying to figure out a way of making sure that we don't overload the wide areas and play that way. I think Salah ran into a bunch of problems last season in terms of players just marking him out of the game, Mm -hmm. whether he was playing through a more central position or, you know, cutting in from the right. And again, you know, it'll be interesting to see maybe... We get more creative from midfield. You know, we've got Kater, We still haven't seen much of him, Mm. to be honest. And Oxide chamberlain coming back. Maybe we do see more creativity come from the central spaces. But, you know, as Andy said, there's no reason to change when it was so effective last season. Mm. And, you know, until someone does figure out a way to
1: stop that from working, then why change? Yeah. Back to our central question then. Will Liverpool win the Premier League next season? I have no idea. (laughs) I would like them to.
3: I would obviously very much like them to. It's one of those things where you just got to see... You just got to hold your hands up and see where it goes. I think you know, it's it's. I think it's probably nailed on to be a two horse race. I'd be very very surprised if we kind of lag behind City again to a to a to a major degree. I know we've got lots of players coming off the back of international duty, and Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting to see how the season starts. Um, But yeah, I think you know, just see how it pans out across the how the season goes and yeah go from there I would like to see us do better in the domestic cups as well to be honest yes. we've been knocked out like the first round of the FA Cup and the League Cup you know twice on the bounce now and I would like to see us treat, take that more seriously because a trophy is a trophy at the end of the day
1: there's numerous questions coming to my mind right mm-hmm. now so I'm just going to throw them at you would you take being knocked out in the group stage of the Champions League if you won the league yes okay yep. and <laughs> which is the one player you do not want to get injured next season
3: Mane uh, out of everyone uh, Van Dyke is a big one as well but I, I say Mane because I feel as though he was our most I think in the attacking sense he was absolutely astounding last season he was so consistent he's so creative he's a genius player and kind of almost like the dark horse of the team in the sense that everyone kind of focuses on you know even Firmino we used to talk about him being the underrated component of this side people are starting to acknowledge his values you know, what he contributes to the team. And, you know, Salah gets all the headlines for his goal-scoring exploits. But in the, the day, Mane,
1: creatively, is probably our best player. And a great, so- great fantasy football signing. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Alisson, out of all that entire squad that they cannot afford to lose, who would you go
2: for? Uh, van Dijk for me. He's mm. just, I think, like, you could make the argument, and quite well, that Virgil van Dijk is the most complete footballer on planet Earth. I think that you could play... Put it this way: I think if you played Virgil Van Dyke up front, he would do a more solid job than if you played Leo Messi at centre back. <laughs> like in terms of, like I don't think he's a better player than Leo Messi, obviously. But like in terms of having like such a complete set of attributes, the guy is the perfect central defender. He can do everything. He's strong in the air. He's great with the ball at his feet. He knows exactly how to time a challenge. I think that if you lose him and you're relying on Matip and Lovren, both have the positive qualities. I think that's a massive downgrade. And it would be very interesting to see how Liverpool coped with that because Mm -hmm. Van Dyke did a tremendous job staying fit last season. Um,
1: But yeah, it's it's him for me. Mm -hmm. You say he's not as good as Messi, but how many Scottish titles has Messi won? Um, Will Liverpool win the league next season?
2: Yes, I do think they will. Um, I think that, like Ewan said, the gap between City, Liverpool and everyone else will be pretty big. Um, I don't see Tottenham. Spurs, that yeah, that is Tottenham. Good, <laughs> these other teams really closing it down. I think it'll be a two-horse race. I think it'll be a straight-up gunslinging slinging uh, escapade again. And I think that if Liverpool do beef out the squad a little bit, then they will certainly be able to do that. I also think that Klopp is a smart enough manager to transcend any team starting to figure out. Maybe they'll have a little lull in the middle of the season where it looks like, okay, well, Klopp's system isn't quite working as well as it used to be, and they figured out how to neutralize Robertson and Alexander Arnold. But they'll find a way. To get around that, they will counter that, and I think
1: life finds a way. I'm I'm the eternal optimist. I mean, I was sat there watching that Leicester game, going, "This is going to happen. This is it. Liverpool are going to uh, win the league off the back of this." And then, obviously, Vincent Company was just, I love uh, no no one dislikes Vincent Company, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. I think Liverpool are going to win the league next season, even even though, as you said. Man City could play two different squads in the Champions League I think they're going to focus more on that and I think a major injury to the likes of I mean there's not there's many replaced not replaceable but interchangeable players in a Man City squad but I think you lose Aguero for a long period of time yeah. you're in real real trouble mm-hmm. um let's get carried away then if Liverpool can win the league
2: can they do the double oh absolutely I mean they came off in a clip of doing it last season so Yeah, absolutely. Like, you've just got to look at that previous season. I don't know how the answer could be no, to Mm -hmm. be honest, because it was so close and it just didn't come together. I think they absolutely can. Um, You know, obviously a nice European draw helps, but looking at the teams across Europe and what they've been doing this summer... I think that Liverpool would be in a very good condition yeah, to do that.
1: English English clubs obviously dominating the Champions League last season, and people talk about fatigue. And obviously, as you mentioned there, if, you, if maybe if you were competing on the domestic front in terms of uh, the league and FA Cup as well, that you could have an exhausted squad. Mm-hmm. Liverpool just raised their game, as we saw on numerous occasions for, for Europe. Can they do the double? I realise you said maybe not to <laughs> the league. Yes. Now we're getting really carried away. Well,
3: no, I, again, I didn't I, it's, I don't want to say yes or no. I, I, think it's, I think it's definitely, the squad is definitely capable. I think there's no reason to say no, um, but I would I, I refuse to be memed and say yeah. yes, definitely we're going to win everything, <laughs> even though deep down inside I do think we'll win everything. But I do, I, you know, it's, I, I think it's definitely within our hands to do that. It's Probably a little bit too easy to say, like early to say, definitely. But I, again, I don't fear any team in Europe. Uh, that's one of the things that's been most impressive to me was having those two back-to-back Champions League campaigns. Mm. I wasn't scared of any side I no. came up against. When it got to Bayern, I thought, well, that was a tough home game. And then we just completely blew my way away. And I, I just felt confident
2: immediately afterwards. You know, this I don't fear any team, which no. is ridiculous. i just say one thing, talking mm. about not fearing any teams in Europe. If mm. you guys go out in the yep. Champions League and you find yourself in the Europa League, better be hoping you don't draw. The famous and envied Aberdeen. They are famous and envied. So there we have it. Ewan
1: Pattinson <laughs> said Liverpool are definitely going to the do the double next season quadruple (laughs) (laughs) let us know your thoughts in the comment section below or on Twitter you can tweet them to us at WhatCultureFC watch there follow all three of us you can follow Andy Murray at Andy H. Murray the H stands for Harry Wilson you can follow Ewan Patterson at Ewan Ruins Things you can follow me at Adam Wilburn as I said you can follow us all at WhatCultureFC make sure you like, share and subscribe with this video and this channel Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureFootball the iTunes, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts from for Daily Football Podcast. My thanks to Andy and to you, and thank you for watching, and we will see you soon.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.